0: to tell a friend, or buy the Dust War book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Hello, players, and welcome to the RPG Empire's Strangers in the Pines. Uh, I know we've been gone for a few weeks, and... Life has been a bit on the challenging side, but we're excited to get these episodes rolling again. Um, If you don't listen to our other show, uh, it's called Dust World. There's two seasons. The first season is complete, and it takes place in a sci-fi western sort of apocalypse. Uh, And the new season takes place in a cyberpunk city. So if you like superpowered nomads making their way through life in those environments... Uh, very heavily inspired by shonen manga, and anime, then you'll probably really dig it. Um, other than that, we are working on our own Powered by the Apocalypse game. So if you like Monster of the Week, like what you're listening to right now, you can check out our quick start guide uh, for free on our website where you can download it and join the mailing list for when the full book comes out. So if that's something you'd like to do, just hop on over to our website, therpgempire.com. Other than that, I'm super excited to get the show rolling again, and we'd love to hear from you, all of you listeners. We've got 61 uh, countries listen to the show, so that's pretty mind-blowing for us and we're super grateful you're listening. And it would be great if you leave a comment on any of the platforms. I hear that that can help somehow. Otherwise, feel free to drop us a line through email or join the Discord. So with that being said, let's get back to the recap. Play on.
1: Last time on Strangers in the Pines. You all know the town founder, right? Cyrus Blackwood.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean. Of course.
1: He's still alive. There are many entities here in Pine Forge. And different ones govern different domains and grant different powers. Cyrus was the first one to tap into these domains. And through his initial gathering of relics and power, he found a way to transfer his consciousness into a blood relative that had been prepared in a special way. And so everyone in the Woodmore line eventually became a vessel for Cyrus. Until me. I managed to trap him in my father. As you enter the quiet space, you find yourself sitting in a stone bench. Actually, looking around you realize it's more of a stone throne. You see five of these demonic heads that you remember from your trip in the other dimension sitting at different positions in a semicircular table in front of you. They appear to be arguing.
2: Who are you? Where? Where's my dad? And where is the forest?
1: Oh. oh. We apologize. We apologize. You seem a bit shocked. Do not remember us? Is everything all right?
2: No, I I I remember you. I just I I don't understand what's happening and I don't know why I'm blue. I'm not normally blue. Are you my friends, or are you my enemies?
1: We're your council. I I suppose we can be both, but at least for right now, we're compatriots. You are king. We will always serve the king. First things first. Would you all, at least for now, until we figure out a way to alter the collective memory of the town, be up for disguises.
3: No, for God's sakes, we just had to play a role in an alternate dimension, and I hated it. I want to be myself. I need your help to
1: save Pineforge. I stomped him once. We can do it again. Uh, Mr. Woodmore stands before all of you and sort of raises up a little bit, standing taller. As he says, you can help me save Pineforge. And in all honesty, I don't know if I can save it without your help. You all are young, powerful, and determined individuals. And so, while you don't have to do this, and you'll never be forced, I would like you to join the strangers. I would like you to help us fight. I want to save Pineforge, and you want to save Pineforge. Will you join me? As he offers out a card, and on it, it is three interlocking triangles pointing down. This is the symbol of the strangers. Beneath the pines we stand. Always watching, never seen. This is what I ask of you. Will you join me?
0: Hell yeah. 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 Oh, Agent, welcome to Pine Forge. It's a small, quaint town. Well, at least it was before the cataclysm. October 10th, 1996. All of Bell Mountain imploded. Some supernatural or extra-natural force destroyed half of the town, and now we have an unsanctioned militant group, the Stygians, sweeping the city, taking citizens... We can't go on like this. We need to get eyes on these anomalous teenagers we've been tracking. So far, we've only found the dead body of the heir of the Woodmore Estate, and it was grisly. But you know what? I think those kids are still out there. I think they're trying to solve the mysteries of Pine Forge and find out what's happening with these strangers in the pines.
1: we need to talk about what you all want to do as you all know you all are dead in this reality I wish I could do more about it but I thought you were dead in all honesty so I am unsure how to handle this situation moving forward if you want to try Dottie, I know you You expressed wanting to see your parents again, and I understand that if-
3: I- no, I won't. I want to know more about this hunt.
1: That, I can do. I can tell you about that. So Miguel, I need you to take Danny and Lucas to the seamstress for outfitting
0: wait 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 hold on are we gonna get superhero costumes oh god no please say no
1: no they are not superhero costumes oh dang
2: it is that just like a matter of semantics or are they gonna kind of be like superhero costumes but like in a way that we don't expect
1: no Ooh, yeah. if you consider yeah, these exactly superhero that. costumes then we will we will have an incredibly difficult new problem to deal with <laughs>
0: Um, are they espionage but, costumes
2: the thing is that your your son was was going around teleporting around in a ski mask and a cape and spandex and, and into spandex. my bedroom
0: it was so, really awkward
3: And that didn't work out too well for him, did it? So I'm taking it, sir, that you you want us them to wear new clothes to be disguised.
0: Oh, I don't need to do that. I just transform into Sheriff Stone. There. How's that?
1: That is a unique and very useful power. But hello, I'm Agent
0: Dipshit. I mean, Seraph Dipshit to the rest of you. That's not his name.
2: And
3: you also cursed. That, that was the joke, Danny. Well, I think Sheriff Stone's allowed to curse. He has the authority to, doesn't he, Danny? Damn right. Okay, don't go overboard with it. Then I turn back.
1: So that is an incredibly useful bower, and I won't lie. I am definitely jealous of that ability, but
0: I could probably give it to you.
1: I, I, I do eyebrows. I give him the eyebrows. I will pass. Unfortunately, uh, I. Maybe me, I don't know. I don't know how this works. Learned. You probably know
0: more than I do. So
1: me and Midas learned that you you can't you can't double dip with this kind of stuff. Oh, Entities that makes sense. Aren't exactly super fond of each other. And uh, yeah, I really don't want to explode.
0: Yeah, from what I remember, so, it was pretty
3: unpleasant. <clears throat> you don't say. Anyway, but I have to stay behind. Why?
1: Uh, I figured you would want this to be a more private conversation.
3: I guess I, it doesn't really matter to me one way or the other whether this is out in the open or not.
0: Are you going to finally learn about druids or whatever?
3: Finally, after five million years, or are you going to stand in the way again?
0: I could turn into a chipmunk and hang out on your shoulder. No. Okay.
3: Okay. You know what, sir? Excellent. Yes, I agree. Uh, The utmost privacy is required of this moment. Uh, We'll basically need to hermetically seal this room uh, and make sure they can't come back.
0: I don't think I can like turn into dust or anything. Hermetically sealed is kind of extreme, isn't it?
3: Uh, Not for you, Mr. Nuisance.
0: Oh, that was hurtful, Dottie, but I, fine. Okay. Okay, I get it. I'm, I get it. I'm Mr. Nuisance. That's That could be your superhero name. Thanks, Danny.
1: I, I cannot reinforce in any more clarity the need for discretion. Please do not be superheroes.
3: You know, I think you and me, Mr. Woodmore, are going to get along great. Said no Luskov, ever.
0: That's anyway.
3: a good points. Unfortunately. Uh, okay,
0: I guess we're gonna go get our not superhero costumes. I'm definitely doing like the bunny quotes.
1: Uh come on, Danny. Um, Let's go become not superheroes. Uh Miguel looks over at uh at uh Mr. Woodmore. Boss, uh, what do you want me what should I pair with? He sighs and reaches into the desk and pulls out a very simple uh, tape player and uh, passes it to him. This should be uh, enough to get them both outfitted.
0: Wait, is that my tape player? Don't, why are you giving him my tape player? Doesn't that have Uncle Midas' voice on it where he's telling me stuff? Where he talks about the flesh that hates?
1: He kind of opens a drawer and shows you, like, different Midas logs. I wouldn't take one of those tapes. This is a separate tape and a separate oh. player. Don't oh, worry. Oh,
0: okay, okay, cool. Just, Midas just make it sure we're on the same.
1: All right, Miguel. Take him to the entrance. And uh you guys are... Let outside by Miguel as uh Mark and Liz kinda stand there with uh with you Dotty and he goes, You two, you're free for the day. Uh if you need any if you you know, keep an ear on the radio, Murdoch will keep you informed on what's going on. And they nod and then walk away. So now you, Dottie and Mr. Woodmore are alone in the bunker and he sighs and sort of rubs the bridge of his nose. They're, uh, they're a lot to handle, aren't they?
3: Yeah, no kidding. I, of course, I guess I am too in my own way.
1: Hey, you've got to be crazy to do the to do this. And well, I can't say I'm any different.
3: You hardly ever struck me as crazy, sir. Many things, but not necessarily crazy.
1: I hide it really well.
3: Oh, boy.
1: Don't worry. It's normally only directed at whatever comes through those gates that wants to do something bad to this community. But, speaking of which, I'm sure you have lots of questions. What would you like to know about druids?
3: (laughs) That's uh that's a certainly a way to start. Um what are they?
1: From what Evelyn told me, and I will say this, I'm have researched some on my own, but I am in no way an expert on the culture and society of druids, but Druids, at least in these hills, and throughout the United States in different places, were a group of female acolytes devoted to the powers of a place known as the Adler Home. We don't know when the Adler Home came into existence but as far as we can tell it is an entity of nature one of the entities of nature
3: a house
1: druids a Hmm? house
3: a house a house everybody else gets demons and gods i get a house i'm almost okay with that is it a nice house
1: well the house isn't the power. Well, the house is power itself, I would say, but it can't do anything on its own. It's like a battery, but there's no it's not in a device yet.
3: Where is it?
1: It's not That's a hard question, Dottie.
3: It's not in this dimension.
1: No, it is, but... It... has the ability to warp space around itself to make it exist or not. And it can exist anywhere there's nature, from the littlest plant cell to a massive forest. Anywhere that there is... Life or and animals, uh, the Adler home can exist. I'm sure up until this point, from what I can tell and what I have managed to find, you have been dealing with plants mostly, yes? Yeah. That is reassuring.
3: There's other ways to use it
1: Yes the Adler home is the power of nature and nature is divided into separate categories flora and fauna
3: Okay and
1: in that similar sense the power is divided into two halves the growth and the hunt the growth is based around the development of wild, wild spaces, plants growing new environments, new homes for n- nature to exist. The hunt is the animalistic side of the power. It is the defenders of the homes, the creatures that live there, the primal. Entities of desire and hunger that feed on each other. It is the endless cycle of consumption and regrowth. And unfortunately, unlike the growth, the hunt is active and the hunt is aggressive.
3: Maybe that's what the world needs right now. I'm not sure myself. I I don't know how much to tell you, but we just went into a different world, and we... I think we changed it for the better. But it's easy to change a world you don't live in. It's a lot harder to deal with the idea of the world you live in, and I gesticulate... Vaguely out the door where you know the wreckage is. Hmm. A world like that changing. We have it pretty good right now. You know, it's probably not going to be too long until we solve cancer and go to Mars. And I don't think this world needs as much change, but I might be wrong world I just came from didn't think it needed change either, and my parents have always been committed to this huge change. And I used to not take them seriously until I was in a world that needed change, and I'm still trying to figure out if this world needs a change or not. And I don't know. I'm 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 just a teenager, but maybe this world does need to change. Maybe I've been blind all along, but I mean, I don't want to be stupid about this.
1: It's okay. I know it's a lot. You you don't have to do anything right now. And from what I gathered and from what Evelyn and her sister told me, it's not about creating change or favoring one over the other. Both exist because they balance each other out. It's not a matter of one taking over. They have to coexist. If the growth were to disappear, then the hunt would die with it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what needs to be focused on is balance. I can't say for sure, but that's at least what I can give you.
3: How do you ensure balance? I used to think that balance happened naturally. Now, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure that balance happens naturally. Maybe in this world it does, but in the other world it didn't I don't know how to what to think about all that
1: I don't know
3: I'm just bad what to tell you on that I'm I'm sorry I, I no
1: it's I I faced similar dilemmas when I was growing up the the Woodmores are a family of magical people, or I like the term that Midas came up with, reality benders. We get this power young, most of the time, and we have to decide what we want to do with it, and that's hard. You, you have major power. And can make major choices. And that's scary. I can't give you any more help than this. But you will always have support. And not every choice you're going to make is going to be the right one. But you will just have to move forward.
3: Thank you, sir. I did not think... I did not think just, you know, a month ago... I would be having a heart-to-heart with a Woodmore, in any fashion. Like, you know, sitting down and having tea and smiling primly and working for our differences, but always with the idea that ultimately I would convince you to my way of thinking just as I would my parents. But I did not expect this. i i don't know anything anymore
1: do you want to know something dottie sure i hate that i'm a woodmore
3: your son didn't i don't think your son did
1: i, I he didn't and i'm sorry about that
3: no i i don't necessarily i I don't know. My my parents would hold that against him, but I I didn't hold it against him. I just thought, well, we just, we're just people of different points of view. But it's a lot more than that, isn't it?
1: It always is, isn't it? But I'm sure you have qu- more questions about the nature of the power as much as I would love to...
3: Mm, I think...
1: Continue this.
3: I think I, I need w- to be alone, to be honest, sir.
1: All right. Well, if you need, I have information on the previous druid incarnate, and from what I understand, the one that sits on the throne of the Adler home now.
3: But will hold that information, that, because, um, just hold it for now. I, all right. I still like to make decisions myself.
1: Go relax, Dottie. You're free to hang out and just exist. I'll, I'll send some people to make sure that your, your parents don't see you. So that won't be an issue. You can wander freely and relax. I'm sure you definitely need that. Mm. For now, we're going to switch over to Danny and Lucas. You guys are chugging along in the modified Dubermobile, which is once again thumping with the singular and familiar sound of everyone's favorite song.
2: I get knocked down. But I'll get up again, you're never gonna keep me down. I'll get knocked down, but I'll get up again, you're never gonna keep me down. I,
1: I, like, I like the idea that like, even though Blackwater by the Doobie Brothers is playing, <laughs> Danny's singing that one. <laughs> so Danny and Lucas, you guys are driving down the road and you move through the streets of Pine Forge into the industrial park area. This is where the logging companies and mining companies send things to be processed and shipped and is normally a place and most people stay away from unless they obviously have to work here. And navigating through these large warehouses and industrial complexes, you stop outside a wedding gown shop and <laughs> ancient looking wedding gown shop
0: oh I guess we're getting married huh I feel like I'm too young to get married I haven't really explored myself enough I look over at Danny
1: Miguel doesn't say anything to that he just looks really pale looking at this wedding shop wedding gown shop
0: what uh
2: I'll tell you what uh what is going on in Miguel's mind uh I think the question the question that Danny is asking is why does Miguel seem beyond nervous? Like nervous would be an understatement.
1: So, I'll I'll go first. I'll give you the surface thoughts. Um uh what's going through his mind right now is, "Oh god, I really hate spiders man do i really really hate spiders oh i hate coming here every time it's so bad uh and that's like kind of running on a loop through his head
2: now the deeper question would probably be why is he saying that he hates spiders in regards to this place
1: so i believe that that will require an investigative mystery role
2: nice 11 all right. Uh, what sort of creature is it?
1: So, you get the mental image of an old woman. And it looks like a normal old woman at first in a rocking chair. But as you examine this image more, you realize that above her sort of gnarled, wrinkled eyes are... Six smaller eyes peppered through her forehead, and the chair that she is rocking in is not a chair at all, it is massive, it is a massive torso and thorax of a black widow spider.
2: Uh, What can can, What can hurt it? What can hurt it? What can hurt it? The
1: waste of this woman.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm just I'm just kidding. Um, Uh, What was it going to do? (laughs) What was it going to do?
1: What is it going to do? Uh, You see it start taking web from its spinneret and start weaving it as it grabs some sort of item. What looks like. It looks like cloth, but it's not the right texture and starts weaving it together.
0: OK, so we're outside the shop. Danny's having this moment inside of uh, his mind. I think Lucas looks over and sees uh, the Duber guy flush white and he's just like. What? I thought that was a pretty it's good joke.
1: What's what not? This Come place, this place always gives me the heebie jeebies. Let's uh, let's get in there oh. and he kind of like, like smile, like tries to give a reassuring smile, but he's still pale as pale as a sheet and uh, walks into the dress shop leading you guys in
3: the American territories, North Dakota. The year 1887, a man flees for his life, hunted by his former compatriots. The sun sets in the distance, and he knows there is little hope for him. The man's name is Ezra Gray, and he has accumulated a fearsome reputation in his 28 years. He's been known as many things in his time, bank robber, murderer, and cattle rustler, to name a few. But as he rounds into an abandoned church, hoping to find peace and sanctuary, the sound of his doom echoes in the distance. This is Pit of the West, a weird Western podcast written by Tanner Adams and produced by B. Wynn, with main cast voices by Patrick Kilday, Billy Norris, and Matt McCann.
1: You are greeted by a plump, rotund, smiling, about sort of mid-50s, maybe early 60s uh, Asian Asian American woman. Who smiles at you and starts to greet you as um, Miguel shows her the patch and uh, as he does this her like smile fades. She reaches under the counter and does something and a, a panel, a door panel on the back of this shop wall opens leading into a back room as Miguel leads you into the back room. And as soon as you enter this place, the air feels different. There's this sweet, sickly smell of, like, rotting leaves, you might think. Just the smell of ancient items that are in the midst of partial decay.
0: Kind of dank
1: very dank very very dank
2: i think uh uh danny danny would use this kind of like uh, uh time frame of you know as we're walking through these areas to um to kind of like uh uh telepathically give uh lucas a heads up about what what they're about to experience
0: like what what does he say to me
2: I, uh, he would say uh in in your head he would say So, um, the reason that Miguel doesn't like this place is because he doesn't like spiders, and who we're about to meet is basically, like, a giant spider, but she's also, like, an old lady, so that might be kind of scary and weird, but I just wanted you to know so that you didn't, like, immediately try to kill her or something.
0: Oh, holy crap, that's that's crazy. That's, like, from, like, those books, you know, like, the... The Dungeons and the Dragons books, there's like a weird person spider in there.
2: I don't know much about Dungeons and Dragons, but I suppose that's correct. Or kind of maybe like the movie The Fly starring Jeff
0: Goldblum. Oh yeah, that flick is dope.
2: I saw it on TV once. My mom was watching it and she said that I could watch it and and I did. And it it was scary, but not so scary.
0: Yeah. Okay. I guess uh, let's put on our game faces, and then Lucas like kind of does the the hand wipe gesture as he like tries to kind of half scowl, like, "Okay, I'm tough."
1: So, you all, uh, you two, are continue through this back room and finally enter into what looks like what once was a very nice sitting room, and. You are both greeted by the sight of this old woman with with once again, Lucas, it takes you just a moment to to realize what she is as you look over her and see these extra eyes on her forehead and the the spider thorax, which is concealed in the shadows in such a way that if you didn't if you weren't looking for it and Danny hadn't said anything, you wouldn't have seen it. Okay. You are greeted by the visage of this spider woman who looks at you too and uh, up at Miguel and smiles and her teeth are as black as onyx tombstones. It is horrifying as she slowly takes whatever this, this, it looks like some sort of shawl she was knitting. She slowly sets it down and motions for you all to come closer.
0: Ah. Oh,
1: oh, 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 oh,
0: sorry. Mm. I'm thinking to Danny, like, oh, yeah, I can handle the spider. But man, those teeth, dude. What the hell? Look at those teeth. Yes, it looks like she needs to brush more. I don't know. I think she needs to just yank them all and replace them. Maybe she can get caps.
1: Welcome. Miguel, it is good to have you back. And two new faces I see. Come, come here.
0: I slowly walk forward. I don't think, I think Lucas is not a fan of bugs. Have we, have we, we have made that uh, connection yet, have we?
1: We know that he can't transform into bugs, but I don't think we've had any solid concrete situation in which Lucas has had to, like, deal with the Wrigley's. So
0: the bus sized Tunnelers DNA, and that's where Titan mode came from. So, but he can't turn in, I guess I, I don't think I said specifically I was turning into a bug but i've turned into a spider that's a an arachnid
1: no you like. have turned in. so is lucas not okay with bugs
0: i don't know i think it's different turning into a spider or making a spider versus like seeing a giant one i think it gives him the wigglies yeah i mean especially after what happened with him and uh oh the spider it? dude hell yeah okay Well, hey uh hi hi um ma'am Ugh. Ma- ma'am.
1: Here. To ease. As uh, you watch as she reaches into an ancient looking glass candy jar and pulls out a singular piece of peppermint candy and offers it out to you, Lucas.
0: Uh, oh, 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 thank you, ma'am. Lucas is visibly kind of f- turning flush. <coughs>
1: It is okay, I know. But if you are here, then you are not as you appear either. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I guess. Oh.
1: So, relax. You know. Despite appearances.
0: I try to put my game face back on like, mm hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ah, and you... Welcome. Hello.
2: Yes, hello.
1: So... What would you like today? What hairstyle? What skin color? What height? Wait. Oh. What? Do you not know? (laughs) Miguel. Did you not tell them what this was?
0: Yeah, Miguel. And I smack him like on his, on his side, of, like his arm. Yeah, Miguel. What the hell?
2: That rhymed. It, and you also cursed. Thanks, hey, boys.
1: Uh, this is the seamstress. She's... Uh-huh, we got that. She makes what we call glamours. They are disguises that we use to change shall we appear and hide our power so that we can be undetected.
0: Ooh, can she make one that just makes me invisible? Because that'd be dope.
1: No. Oh. I cannot do anything of that nature.
0: Do you think it'll interfere with my powers? Because I can already kind of do that.
1: Well, I can tell you this, little fleshling. It will keep that aura that you have in much better control.
0: Oh, I have an aura. I look over at Danny. I'm like, give him the eyebrows like, oh, yeah, I got an aura, Danny.
1: In fact, you might find this process pleasant.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I'll be taller, averagely handsome. You know, like the men in black guys from that comic book, the they're kind of forgettable but like still kind of nice looking.
1: She looks at you and goes, more handsome, little taller. Hmm. All right. And in a flash, lightning quick, uh, Lucas, you feel like a sharp pain in your body in your abdomen. And you can no longer move anything, including your eyes. You are completely paralyzed. As as, that's the last sound that you make as uh, Danny, you watch as a a stinger stabs uh, Lucas in the stomach. Jeez. And he freezes.
0: <laughs> yes. And right. definitely in your mind, you're getting, Oh my God, I'm going to get eaten by a giant spider lady. This is both the coolest day and the most terrifying day ever.
2: All right. 13. I will help a hunter giving plus one forward. And then I will interfere with what a monster minion or bystander is trying to do.
1: So, as you do this, and you watch as Lucas gets paralyzed, as uh, and sh- uh, this this Spider Woman, the Seamstress, uh, starts to wrap him in webbing, and like as you do this, she she's like flinches, and the webbing becomes askewed on Lucas. And uh, after it finishes, the after he is finished being wrapped completely, the webbing starts to form around his body, and it looks like it would have been like a like a form-fitting suit, but because of these mislaid threads, his <laughs> body has these like. Patches and portions that are like slightly like misdone, and so instead of being slightly taller and handsome, his like nose is pushed up a little bit, so it looks kind of like he's broken it, and he's like very chunky around the middle.
0: <laughs> Thank, <laughs> thanks, Josh,
1: and <laughs> and Lucas, uh, uh, uh you feel uh maybe the plus one forward
0: is that i have like a euphoric uh like hallucination as this is happening instead of the terror that i was feeling
1: (laughs) yeah as you do this like that that plus one you feel is now you're like oh oh this isn't so bad at all this is kind of cool it's like it's kind of like you like when you were a little kid and you used to play in like uh uh, like skating rinks and stuff like that and there are these these uh, these types of like ropes that you would fall through and it was like really fun to do you jump down you bounce off ropes and everything would be fine and then you would land and it was like oh this is so much fun and uh, you unfreeze and so uh, after like about 15 seconds um, uh, she sets you on your feet Lucas and you feel this whatever was paralyzing you go away and you feel fine as she points at a mirror she goes i'm sorry i i don't know what happened there was this force it hit me so what do i see uh you see it looks like you but you look like you're probably about like 23 um and you've definitely gained that freshman 15 for you it looks more like a freshman 30 <laughs> Oh god. But it but it all went to your belly, so you've got like this like this like low key beer belly. And it looks like you like took up boxing and gave up halfway through cuz you broke your nose and your because it's like pushed up a little bit, almost like piggy looking. It is nice. not it is not the handsome caricature that you were hoping for.
0: Oh, whoa. Oh, oh damn. Oh, okay. Uh cool. So this is this is what everyone will see from now on. <clears throat> great thanks yes Uh,
1: but wait um as she does this uh, she takes out a ring just a small silver ring and she puts it on your finger and you watch as the metal in the ring molds into a pair of bones very low-key and then she pulls the ring off and as she does this face that you're looking at this costume disappears
0: does it all get pulled like into the ring like all the threads you see kind of pull off of my body
1: no it looks like it just vanishes like traditionally vanishes
0: okay cool well I guess I'm back so if I put this ring on I look like the fat ugly version of myself
1: (laughs) yes uh... It Also, if you are in a place where there are things like us, and they are stronger and you wish to hide, this will help conceal some of your ability. It will make it so that you can't be known as one of us.
0: Okay. Uh, do my clothes always look like this? What what am I what is he wearing? Is he wearing the men in black suit? He's just like the fat men in black guy now.
1: Yeah, yeah. She she like the the fat men in black guy. She goes, No, you can It is a little malleable. You can change clothes,
0: but uh do can I transform while I'm wearing this? Will I look like the thing I transform into? Or will I just like if I turn into a mouse? Will I look like this fat version of me walking around even though I'm a mouse?
1: Hmm. That is the only problem with my creations. Your powers will not work with them.
0: Oh, God. Okay. Well, you're up, Danny. And I just step back.
1: <laughs> so, what would you like, Danny?
2: I would like to not have to go through this. This doesn't seem like a very fun thing.
1: It is... different, but... Do you wish... to be concealed? Do you wish to be safe? Do you wish to be around those... of... more... normal... ability? without fear of discovery or persecution
2: okay well I think it'll be easiest if I just show you what what I want to look like with my with my mind and Danny beams an image of lizard into her head
3: hmm <laughs> <laughs>
1: An interesting choice. <laughs> Relax. And uh, Danny you feel a sharp pain in your abdomen for a second you go paralyzed and you're wrapped in spider silk and you're tossed around and it's a little disorienting but it's not like scary. Especially now that you've seen Lucas go through it and after about 15 seconds you're set down and you look just like Lizard Hoffman. From the other universe.
2: Cool, cool. And, yeah.
1: And I'm, as, I'm lizard,
2: I'm lizard Hoffman, and I'm cool. And this is how I, this is how I, I, I talk. And he just starts snapping his fingers.
1: And as, um, as she looks at you, she reaches into this area, the kind of the same place she pulled the silver ring for Lucas from. But instead she pulls out a bracelet of these of silver beads and lays it on your wrist and you watch as the beads blacken and etch with red lines of what looks like maybe ruby and so you have this bracelet of this interspersed ruby and onyx together around your wrist.
2: That's pretty cool.
1: Thank you for coming. Miguel, my payment. Uh, Miguel like slowly nods and passes over the tape recorder and motions for you guys to leave. As he like is like very hurriedly trying to get out of this back room.
0: Okay, sure. Fine. Let's go, Miguel.
1: As you're leaving, you hear the click of the tape recorder and the whirring of the tape starting as you hear the sound of a child's laugh. The most joyous, happy child's laugh fill the back of this room as you see this, uh, this this creature, this old woman, inhaled deeply as the laugh slowly fades. And then you guys are out of the back room, the door shuts, and uh, you got, you're you led back out to the car. So Dottie, what do you do? What does Dotty do to contact the hunt? What does she try to do to contact the hunt?
3: Well, I'm left alone, right? Yes. Uh, well
1: are you still in the bunker or do you leave to go be alone?
3: I think I leave to be alone to somewhere where there's some wood around.
1: Okay, so you you exit the bunker and you're in the woods behind Lucas's house which lead into the massive Oregon woods. Mhm. So you are you can you can journey into the deep into the woods if you uh, with no issue.
3: I kind of look at my hand where my key should be. And I start muttering to myself. I know you can hear me. I know you've got your eye on me. I think we should have a talk.
1: As you do this... Normally, you're used to, you've gotten better at feeling this natural energy that comes from these elements that you have, like your key and your notebook. Mm -hmm. But when you do this, this is the emptiest it's ever felt before.
3: I know you're there. You don't have to hide from me. I went to talk. You're there. I know you're there. And I placed my hand on a nearby tree.
1: So you put your hand on this tree and you see your hand is jagged and clawed like when you were angry in the other world and the hair on it is now coarse and dark like that of an animal and as you look up you see a moose bigger than any that you've ever seen and as dark as night slowly pad towards you and as it does its lips curl back like a dog's would and you see jagged canine teeth in its mouth as it huffs and turns nodding its head deeper into the woods
3: wow who am i to say no no
0: well that's it for this episode of strangers in the pines don't forget to check us out on social media at the rpg empire have an awesome day and play on